Hello, today is Sunday, January 17th, 2021. There are three days till the Biden inauguration. I am Kiki, and this is Chevy Hills Chronicle Podcast. Today's news, we will be learning about Joe Biden's inauguration, interviewing Anika Pergament from New York One, and and a look at how the coronavirus has affected climate change. As you probably know, Biden will not have a crowd for his inauguration. Why? Because on January 6th, a mob of Trump supporters stormed the Capitol building. And this raises a lot of questions about whether the police and Secret Service will be able to keep Biden safe during his inauguration. To keep people, and especially the president-elect, safe, the government has deployed 25,000 National Guard troops to Washington, D.C. Previously, there hadn't been more than a few hundred for inaugurations. There will also be a 12-foot-high fence around the Capitol and razor wires around the mall, turning it into what some described as a fortress. So, Anika, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, I am a TV news anchor in New York City. I work for New York One, and it's a 24-hour news channel, and I am an anchor on the show called Mornings on One. It's a morning newscast that goes from 6 to 9 a.m. Um, wait, what has quarantine been like for you? Well, in the beginning of quarantine in New York, they called it a pause order in um, the middle of March, and so businesses shut down. So for me, I was considered an essential worker because Governor Cuomo made journalists part of the the group called essential workers because it was important for us to do our jobs and communicate to people what was and wasn't allowed under the, the uh, orders that were coming down from the state and the city. Um, so I was able to continue coming into the newsroom to do our newscast every day. Um, and a couple weeks into it, my bosses decided that for the safety of everybody who worked at New York One, it would be best if we set up studios in our homes and we anchored remotely. So. Um, in early April, I started working from home and doing that up until the first week of July. And since then, I started coming back into the newsroom. Um, if you're not in the same room as your co-anchors when you're on the news, how do you know who talks next? That's very difficult because I have two co-anchors, so there are three of us. And sometimes when we don't know who's going to talk, there's silence. And sometimes we all talk at the same time. So we developed a system where we have um, a FaceTime app open with a volume down and we communicate with hand signals whose turn it's going to be or who has a question. So we sort of like on the side, we'll raise our hand and we know who's going to go first, second or third. Um, what is it like being a reporter during COVID? Um, well, you know, it's... Um, I would say it's similar 
to when I was a reporter after 9-11. There was a really big story in New York City, and there was so much going on, and it, I felt very lucky that I could be sort of on the front lines, learning the information firsthand and communicating it to our viewers, because when times like this happen, I feel anxious sitting at home and not being able to do anything, and being a reporter, I'm able to go out and learn what's going on and try to give the best information and learn as much as I can because there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of rumors. We try to break through that and give useful information to our viewers. Um, what are your top stories in politics? In politics? Well, there's so many stories in politics right now. I think New York City politics is thankfully, in many ways, very different from the national political stories that we're seeing right now where they're battling fake news and misinformation all the time. That's not so much of an, an issue in New York City, except for on Staten Island, where um, a Trump supporter recently ousted um, a sort of moderate Democrat for a House seat. Um, but aside from that, New York City is in a really tough position right now because it needs a lot of money. It's in a financial crisis and the mayor and the governor don't get along. Um, the biggest issue facing New York in politics right now is that um, in June, the, is the mayoral primary for the Democratic Party, and there are a lot of candidates, and it's going to be very interesting who becomes the next mayor of New York because it is one of the most crucial times for New York City history that we have a good mayor because the city has no money, there's the housing crisis, homelessness is peaking, a lot of businesses are realizing that they don't need to be in New York. Their workers haven't come back since COVID, so there's a lot of empty office buildings. So the city doesn't have as much money to pay for the subway. Well, the state pays for the subways, but they need that money to come from the state and the federal government. Um, so the city's in trouble. So the next mayor is really important. So that's that's a big focus of politics these days. Um, how has the vaccine been going in New York? Like, how can LA learn from can learn from New York's mistakes. They've made a lot of mistakes. I think the biggest um, difficulty that New York and a lot of states are facing is that they didn't have a really good plan from the federal government months ago. Um, but even so, they might not have known how many doses they were going to get, but the city themselves hadn't established locations for distribution. They hadn't established the different groups that, even though the state and the federal government dictate who can get the vaccine, um, the city didn't have a good policy to roll it out. For example, they don't have a website, one website, where you can go to register for your vaccine. You can register for the city, the state, various hospitals, various health clinics. So you can even email in to see if you can get an appointment. So it's so difficult to get an appointment in one hospital this week. People had made appointments and it told them it canceled appointments for two weeks out because it had run out of vaccine. So all these people who had appointments and thought they were getting the vaccine had their appointments canceled. So these are mistakes that the city made because they didn't prepare early enough um, for what was something that we all knew and were waiting for to happen. And when it happened, they weren't ready. Um, what are some dangers facing New York and even America with the upcoming inauguration concerning well, we saw what happened in the Capitol on January 6th, right? I mean, that was the worst-case scenario. So, um, you know, New York is a city where a lot, we saw a lot of violence and looting over the summer when 
some of the protests got out of hand and were infiltrated by people who were out to loot and cause damage. Um, so the, the biggest danger is that people might get hurt um, or might hurt others. So that's why everybody needs to be vigilant and the city needs to be prepared. Um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I love your podcast. Yeah. As you may know, the climate has benefited from COVID in many ways. In fact, we are well on our way to meeting the goals of the Paris Accord, even though Trump took us out, took the United States out of the Paris Accord. Despite the fact that Trump did absolutely nothing for the climate, for the climate in his four years as president, we reduced our driving and flying so much in the last year that carbon emissions were greatly reduced and we managed to make a, take a huge bite out of climate change. In other words, there is still hope to stop and reverse climate change and Biden is expected to do more on the behalf of climate change than any other president in history. Tomorrow, Martin Luther King Day, so we have to leave you with a quote from him. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that.